Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Crossover Sports Illustrated's NBA show. Breaking down the latest news, rumors, and everything in between. Here's your host, Rohan Adkami. Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast. I'm Rohan Nadrani. Joining me on the show today is a senior writer at The Ringer. He left this show to podcast with a younger Indian person. Uh, It's our good buddy, Michael the Pod Pina. Mike, how's it going? It's great. That intro is very professional, and then it just went off the rails into being unprofessional. I think it's... Snap of fingers. I think... What you are taking as unprofessional is me presenting strictly facts. I Those are two undeniable facts about the situation. I don't know. That's fair. I, our listeners, the people who email us and DM us by what happened, deserve to know the truth. Deserve to know the truth. Um, <laughs> um, Mike and I are going to bring back a gimmick. I don't know what you want to call it. That you came up with, that you came up with two years ago, mm-hmm. that I think is like some would say the best podcast we've ever done. It was definitely um, the most contentious. Yeah, it was, and we've had some contentious podcasts. Um, we are going to rank the top ten duos in the NBA. Um, surely we will be on the same page about that. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to talk about the FIBA World Cup. Which Mike has been dutifully tweeting about at all wee hours of the morning. First of all, can I just say, before you get into this, I I don't do that. Like, I've said. Are you kidding me? I've said maybe a total 15 tweets throughout the entire tournament. And that is. I've watched like two games. 
So I don't that even is, know why I'm the subject of your ire. That is at least 15 more tweets than I've sent about it. And I'm pretty sure I saw like, well, why isn't Mikhail Bridges shooting more this morning? Yeah, he um, should have shot more. Um, I want to talk about the FIBA World Cup for a brief moment here. Only because... What like is this? When did everyone have a secret meeting that I wasn't invited to about how we're going all in on the FIBA World Cup this year? And I see like, oh, like look at this post-up set from Slovenia and Serbia against and oh JJJ. I thought you were the defensive player of the year. Let's just let's just call it what it is, okay? Team USA is not a basketball team. It is like which. Which 15 guys can we get to play in this tournament one month from now? That's what happened, okay? Calling them a basketball team is very generous. USA Basketball has not been interesting since 1992, okay? It was cool. The dream team was cool, all right? It's very simple. If they send the best American players, they will win. If not... Realistically, it's obvious we don't care that much. And people are like, everyone's like, Steve Kerr, this has proved my coaching thing about him, blah, blah, blah. They lost by two points in the semifinals with a fake team of, of guys. They're like, clearly the third or fourth choice. And everyone's making such a big deal out of it. I don't get it. And I'm tired of it. Well, I just wrote a column today about that loss in which Functionally, the thesis is that no one should care about this. So once again, I am not uh, your enemy here. I don't. I don't know why I was bullied into that corner. Um, but uh, no, it's just it's just people like basketball. And if you don't like basketball, then I don't know what to tell you, Rohan. <laughs> Team USA has not been interesting since '92. When you, were you even born? Like, what is even going on? <laughs> Don't right get now? me It's like we need a redeem team documentary. It's like, oh, you're telling me the team with LeBron, Wade, and Kobe won a gold medal? Oh, how cool! I'm just, just, I'm over it. I'm just over it. It's very simple. If they send the best basketball players, they will win. If not, like, what? Do, like, who cares? Who cares? It's more interesting. It's also way more interesting when other countries win. It's like it's way more fun. It's a then way you should be into story. this tournament. You should be into this tournament. Now, now I'm finally into it. For the first time <laughs> all summer, I'm into it. But people are like, oh, like what these lineup decisions and why isn't Brandon Ingram doing this or what? And like, why? It's because it's not a real team. They just threw these guys together a month before the tournament started. Okay, so uh, you're being very disrespectful to the competition right now. You're being an elitist. Just so no, you know. I'm happy for the competition. I, this is I'm this is my preferred outcome. I'm just I'm just like when people are trying to dissect all the reasons why Team USA lost is we well, know why. <laughs> I, I'll say I don't think I don't. This is a different podcast, but I don't think in the Olympics you could just say if Team USA throws out the best players that they'll win. I don't think we're at that stage of the you sport You think if, if we put anymore. Steph, Book, KD, LeBron, and AD on the Olympic team, you don't think they're coming back with goals? Steph, Steph like, isn't going to play. He ne- he's that's never what I'm played. saying. That's what I'm saying, though. It's, it's, that's the only reason why. It's because we're not actually sending our, like, 10 best players. Even so, like... <laughs> You know, you know me. Give me Serbia. Give me sure. Jokic. Sure, absolutely. Um, give Jokic me Nicole, and the Bogdanovich think, brothers. Let's I go. I think you mean. I'm sorry. I think you're confused. I think you mean Jovic is the name you're actually looking for there. Um, you missed. If you didn't, wa- I woke up at 4:30 today. I was watching Jovic. Where's there your we commitment? Go. Good. 
Good. Learn the Future game. Future Portland Trailblazer? <laughs> <laughs> is, is he on the Blazers yet? I, I've, I've been sleeping all summer. I think he's, uh, he's off the table now, apparently. So anyway, we can, let's not get too sidetracked here because I do want to get into our top 10 duos ranking. And I'm going to let you go first. I know you love to have like 10 honorable mentions. I was literally um, about to say, can we do honorable mentions first? Yes. Or do you want to save them for... Should we I, actually should we say them for the end because then it kind of takes a little bit of the spice sh- out of it? Sure, but I want to do one dishonorable mention before okay. we start. One uh, one duo that was previously on the list that I'm sick of. That I'm like that I'm like don't talk to me about this duo ever again. And that's Joel Embiid and James Harden. <laughs> I'm just 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 I'm done with both of you. Unserious. Can I can I tell you a Sixers take I've been brewing on by the way? Sure. If Joel Embiid was as good as Sixers fans say he is, and if Tyrese Maxey was as good as the Sixers front office says he is, they would trade James Harden for the Clippers' spare parts. Because, I mean, if Embiid is better than Jokic, and Tyrese Maxey is this budding all-star, I I don't remember the Nuggets being this three-headed all-star juggernaut. No one had Aaron Gordon as, you know what a, a top 30 player in the nba before last year so if i if Embiid is this is the mvp this two-way dominating force that everyone says is better than Jokic, why, why do they need a third star why do they need you know a james, another james harden type of tyrese maxi's waiting in the wings i just think it's a it's a little revealing how high the bar is for who they have to trade james harden for I'm just going to say I agree, and I, you know, I don't really want to go too. We could, I, yeah. I'll just say I agree. It's a great take. Great take. <laughs> Thank Nohan. you. Thank you very much. Um, all right, Mike. Do you, so you, you want to save your honorable mentions? Yeah, let's save the honorable mentions because there's some on here that maybe people would think that you or I have on our top tens. Mm. Um, and so let's, ju- let's jump. You want me to go first? Yes, please. Give me your, t- your 10th best duo in the NBA. John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm. And before we go too much further into this exercise, let me just say, like, in terms of the ranking process, how did you balance out just pure talent versus, like, two teammates who complement each other and are, like, the sum are, is better than... The, the two guys who make the sum better than individual parts the most. How did you kind of figure that out it's a great question i it's a real it's a me it's a wild mixture of who do i really enjoy watch playing was an important part of my list mm-hmm. <laughs> one part of it was like would i want this duo in nba jam like would this be a good nba jam duo okay another part of it was do they win do they win do, do i feel like this duo wins um do they kind of like do they strike fear into other teams as a duo and then another part of it was availability, because I'm going to be honest. Well, let's get spicy off the top. Can I talk about my ten yet? Like, what's? I haven't yes, you can. You can, you asked me a question before. You said before we get into it. Can I? I could you? sense. I could sense you were about to take a left turn that would just throw everything off the rails. Well, I'm just going to say John JJJ didn't make my list. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, that's that's perfectly. There's a lot of duos. A lot of duos. Yes, and, and a big, huge part of that is Jaws got the suspension. Um, and also the Grizzlies starting five has play, played 160 minutes together last year. Again, that's not their fault specifically, but it, they, the 
the starting five that they've had the last few years, it's been really good, has in fact barely played together. So they're on like a probationary period for me. But anyway, you can go ahead and talk about John and JJJ. So what I'll say is they played over 800 minutes together last season. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's a low number. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ja had his issues. And Jaron Jackson Jr. started the season with an injury. Uh, their net rating when they were on the court together, and I I looked up the net ratings in the regular season and the playoffs for all the duos that I have ranked in my top 10, and theirs is plus 14.5 in the regular season, which is absolutely an absurd number. Mm-hmm. So I initially actually had these two as an honorable mention, and then as I was kind of you know going through it and looking at some of the data and just thinking deeper about it because you were late for this podcast and I had some extra <laughs> time to spare. Um, it's just like Jaws amazing. I get mm-hmm. that he was suspended. He's going through some stuff. Jaws amazing. Jaron Jackson Jr. is the def- reigning defensive player of the year. And like they make so much sense together. You got the pick and roll, pick and pop. Um Jaron Jackson Jr. makes up for so many of Jaws' deficiencies on the defensive end. And when you have a big who can space, who's got great hands, who can score in the post, uh, I just think like they they harmonize well. So mm-hmm. I, I gave them the nod. Plus, they do win a lot of games. Yes, yes. It's Listen, they're good. It's honestly, I will have no issues with that. They're like a true honorable mention for me. I just, looking ahead to the season, just the Jaw suspension... Um, it played a big role in this for me, even though people are going to say I'm hypocritical when they, when I get further into my list and that's fine. It's my list. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, they're great. Uh, what have you made of, the, I know I just went on this whole FIBA rant, but there's been a lot of JJJ discourse. How do you feel about it? Cause people are like he's now he's fouling too much. Um, he only had one foul today. <laughs> maybe the key is him fouling. That's been a reason, um, they've been successful, but do you think that that is like a – it is frustrating. I mean, you know, the Grizzlies fans come back with all, like, this is the number of times he's actually had five fouls, et cetera. But to me, the bigger issue is when he picks up those early fouls and has to come out. Like, uh, his minutes per game is, like, not particularly high for a player of his talent. What do you make of the, just the foul discourse? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to it, and it's slightly overblown. I did not have him first for Defensive Player of the Year on my ballot. I had mm. Draymond Green. Um, and <laughs> Famously. If, if it was a per-minute award, then sure. Per-minute, yeah. he was killer. But you're right. He didn't really play enough, I thought, relative to some of the other mm-hmm. really great defenders in the league. Um, you know... I mean, just watch his overall play has not been like good in FIBA. Mm-hmm. So beyond the fouling, and I think maybe he's potentially in his head a little bit. It's become so much ingrained with his narrative as a player, which is unfortunate. Um, super skilled, love so much about him. He was asked recently by Memphis Grizzlies social media team, who's the best player in the NFL? And he responded, Tebow, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> so love Jaron Jackson Jr. And um, yeah, I hope he just is a little bit more disciplined on that end. And I'm sure he will be as he yeah. as he goes throughout his career. So my number 10 duo, and I don't even necessarily love this duo, but I have to show them respect for what they did last year. I want to talk about the duo... That was the driving force of, statistically, the best offense in NBA history. And that's De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, 
who, even though I think Sabonis was a little bit exposed in that playoff series against Golden State, I think, frankly, outplayed by Kevon Looney. I don't think you can argue against that. What they did in the regular season last year... Well, nobody stomped on Looney's chest, but continue. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And also, um, not to be people forget guy on a podcast, but Sabonis played the entire second half of last year with the messed up thumb that he could have gotten surgery on, and he said, no, I'm going to play. And I have a lot of respect for that. Um, and you want to talk about duos. This isn't just like the two best players on the team. It's they are doing everything together. Um, and that's the driving force of their success. Um, the pistol actions they run. I mean, the, the speed at which they play with in the half court. It's a ton of fun to watch. It really is. They were awesome last year. So now I understand it's Fox and Sabonis, even though I think I'm hoping that the Sabonis we saw in the first round against the Warriors is the kind of playoff series that motivates him to add more to his game instead of being the kind of playoff series that's kind of a sign of things to come in his career. They were an honorable mention for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really nothing bad to say about them. I just thought that 10 other... It's just really tough. There's a lot of people actually go through and look at the duos in the NBA right now. It's it's just insane talent. So they're great. Uh, Really benefited from health last year, Mm -hmm. which is one reason to... If if you were down on the Kings this upcoming season, that would be why. They had a lot of health luck. Uh, Maybe they don't get that this year. We'll see. Um, but yeah, best offense ever, and Fox was just such an animal in the playoffs. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I was just excited to see them play in meaningful basketball games. Like Fox, Fox's career was kind of going the other way. I mean, mm-hmm. there's people who thought they should have kept Halliburton over him. Um, and yeah, it was just awesome to see them. Fox was, I mean, if he doesn't get hurt in that series, maybe they do end up winning it. Sure. Um, man, that was a fun series. All right, so that's my number 10 duo. Let me hear your number nine. Uh, it's Embiid and Harden. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, dude. What is, uh, you're just, you don't want to be... Yeah, I can't... Okay, dude. I can't have the league... Like, you know how I feel about all this stuff, because we text frequently. <laughs> I can't have the league MVP and, you know, a former... Two, how many MVPs is Harden won? He won one, one players MVP and one media MVP, uh, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when the players voted on their own awards for like two years? Yeah. That was terrible. Um, yeah. I can't, like, you know, together they had a really good regular season. Uh, Harden, you know, we talked about like complimenting each other. Harden assisted Embiid 244 times last year, which was mm-hmm. 90 more than any other duo. So... Their pick and roll makes a lot of sense. Really hard to stop unless you're the Boston Celtics. And yeah, it's just they, they're really good, um, talented uh, tandem. And so I, I had to have them somewhere on this list. I apologize to you. They would have been high on this list for me if they didn't. The, the game seven loss obscures, even though people do talk about it, how much of a just flagrant choke job game six of the Eastern Conference semifinals was. Like, Embiid not even, like, shooting. I think he took one shot in the last four minutes. P.J. Tucker needing to get in his face. Like, bro, you can't keep passing out of single coverage against Al Horford, even though he probably should have because Al Horford was clamping his ass. Just, (laughs) that that was one of the more disgraceful duo performances I've seen in the last few minutes of a basketball game in such a long time. Like, rivaling Kawhi and PG in the bubble, which frankly came under such different circumstances. You were at home 
Jason Tatum's having the worst game of his life, and you can't close it out. That was, to me, just unforgivable. A despicable performance that should <laughs> follow them around until one of them is like, you know, they have to they have to bury that one deeply with some kind of playoff run to take the stench off that. Just I mean, disgusting they might performance. Not, might exactly. Not and they might not even a be a duo, anymore. obviously. Yes. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, my number nine duo, this is like a hedge. It's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It's disrespectful. Continue. They don't Go play. On. Jerry no. West went on Paul George's podcast and said to his face, you don't play enough basketball with Kawhi Leonard. And I just, I, I it's been like years since they've played in a playoff series together. <laughs> it's been years since they finished a playoff series together. I just, like, who, if you told me, asked me, who's who's going to play more minutes together this year? Harden or Embiid or Kawhi and PG? I don't know who I would pick. Just, okay, stop. Just settle down, please. Please settle down. Uh, we're not... They played a thousand minutes together last year. Like, just, you know, it's not like they, they're hurt a hundred percent of the time. Like, let's... It's just like two-time finals MVP, one of the best players ever. Um, cool. Yeah, Kawhi, is, Kawhi d- does a great job in the playoffs when he's playing against a team on its last legs. He, he loves. Wow. 
no, no, no. I love, I love playoff Kawhi. No, I, I just want to see it. I just want to see it, Mike. Like it's, it's, it's too rare for me. I just, I have zero faith in them staying healthy at this point. They're only getting older. They're only getting older. I like. What are they? Thirty-two and thirty-one. Like, let's come on. Let's just, everyone calm down. I, in my opinion, calm down. It's okay. It'll be fine. They'll be okay. Kawhi, Kawhi is out here hoping on like Joe Biden's knees. That's the, <laughs> I um like, the, I need to see a video of him walking up onto the team's private plane. I need to, I need the video of it to, before I'm putting, moving them any higher. I listen. They are awesome in theory, and it's very exciting when they do play together. It just doesn't happen enough for me. So that's my number nine, and I'm, I'm sticking with it. Okay, um, I'm not going to tell you where I had <laughs> Kawhi and PG yet. I'll just, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. So you can tell me your number eight duo then. So my number eight is, it was a little, it's a little tricky. Maybe you can settle this. I have one player down. His mm-hmm. name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. And then I don't, I have Drew Holiday as his mm-hmm. co-pilot, I guess, yeah. uh, just because... Middleton's whole health situation is very yeah. tenuous, and Drew plays a ton. They played a ton together last year. They Drew rarely gets hurt. Um, I know during the championship run, it was mostly like the Middleton Giannis pick and roll. So it was this was mm-hmm. tough for me to kind of figure out. But I had I had Holiday Holiday as the mm-hmm. uh, natural uh, other part of this twosome and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Giannis is great, and uh, Drew's awesome. They totally flamed out in the first round together. Drew Holiday, uh, you know, great, great defender, brutalized. That was in, mean. Like, like I was uncomfortable and, fashion. As, as I was watching it, I was like, "This is a little mean." Like, <laughs> I don't know that I. I'd say that it's a big Jimmy Butler fan. I was like, "Oh, this is a little mean." But when I when I watched Drew, honestly. Like I've always thought, you know, the the thing about Drew is always like he's un, he mo, un, most underrated player in the league. That's like that's he's like what so people good. have said yeah. about him forever. And I have a lot of respect for him. I do think the defense is legit, of course. Um, I think I've always thought, or have thought for the last couple years at least, that his offense is overrated. It's too particularly in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, but I, I just think his like decision making is yes. like wacky sometimes. I mean, he's had games where he's like, "It's like, dude, why are you taking twenty eight shots? Because you're making seven no matter what. <laughs> you can and take seven or twenty eight, and you're making seven. Like, yeah, he's super physical. I just think like sometimes if he were to tone it down and take mm-hmm. a step back a little bit, he'd be more efficient and more effective given who else is on his team but yeah they so they're they're eight here i had to i had to put Giannis in i mean yeah one of the best players of his generation of course um even though i know deep down you're a Giannis hater um it's, it's true so the they pop up later on my list and i also picked drew i think middleton was tough last year man i mean the heat i know jimmy was kind of just who knows what what got into him in that series and as you said he was going after drew it was like he was succeeding against Drew in a way that like he had to to win that series, but he was targeting Middleton in a way that it was like you were not doing that two years ago when they were making it to the finals. I don't know if it's just he never fully recovered from that knee injury that allowed Boston mm-hmm. uh, to make the finals that one year. Uh, but it just I, hopefully a full off season. I, I don't know what it takes, but they're in a weird spot, man. The Bucks are in a weird spot. So I, I agree with you. I do think Drew. Was there any part of you that thought Brooke Lopez? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but they, they'll pop up on my list soon enough. But my number eight duo, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm not giving up on Mitchell and Garland. Wow. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. Cleveland was fantastic during the regular season last year. Yep. And we had so many questions about their defense. When was defense ever their problem? Like, even in that Knicks series, that was a slugfest. Scoring was a bigger issue for them than the defensive side of the ball. I think that they need, you know, they tried to address the three spot, get some shooting this summer. They, You said this, and I agree. They still need, I think, a better two-way player in that spot. They still need a defender to take wing guys, unless Evan Mobley grows into that player. I do think eventually they're going to have to move off Jared Allen, um, which... I think could still yield them the kind of player that they're looking for. But, I mean, Cleveland, I, did they end up finishing last year with the number one net rating in the NBA? Like, Cleveland was fantastic during the regular season, and I, they just ran into a particularly bad matchup in the playoffs of getting pounded on the uh, offensive glass, in particular Mitchell Robinson turning into Hakeem Olajuwon. But I don't know. I just I still have faith in this duo, and I think that they were better in their first season than I thought they would be. So why did you go those two as opposed to, uh, like, Mobley? Because I actually had Mobley as an honorable mention mm. with Mitchell. I think Mobley will be that guy. I don't think he's that guy yet. I still th- I thought that they looked their best in the playoffs, in fact, when Garland was really aggressive. Like, I think that if he'd looked for his shot a little bit more, hunted Brunson a little bit more, that could have been a little bit better series for them. Uh-huh. Uh, I still... I think Mobley is eventually going to be that guy, maybe even their best player. But for now, I still think it's Mitchell and Garland that kind of make them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think, you know, without Mobley, those two don't really work on the defensive end. He was so important, and he played so For sure. I, that, that is a, that's a great point. I don't disagree with that. So yeah, that, that's that's low key spicy. I mean, that's a very good duo. Um, Just a little masala, you know. Try to keep it sure. interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it though. Um, uh, they love, had the second Garland. best. They had the second best net rating in the NBA last year. Best defense. Boston. Best, best defense, defense. Right. and they were closer. I mean, they were very. They were way closer to number one than Philly was to them at number three. I mean, mm-hmm. Philly was. The gap between three and six uh, is the same as the gap between one and two. So Cleveland was really good last year when those guys were healthy. They were. Um, yeah. All right. This is where we're going to probably start to argue. Oh, My number God, seven. I... It's Don't Jimmy. It's Jimmy. This is a and joke. It's, and it's I mean, this is a, this is a joke. I mean, this is an absolute <laughs> joke. Seven? Go. Seven, dude. The six, the six duos that I have in front of them are all it lights out. Like this they're is, very, this is, very. This good. is embarrassing, even for you. This is embarrassing. This is, this is absolute Boston media mafia. This is just. <laughs> this is a. This is a joke. Dude, I'm not. I'm not gonna address them until I get to where they are on my list because okay. that's what, that's when they actually deserve to be discussed. Because where you have them right now is just embarrassing. I have nothing but positive things to say about them. I don't know why you're being so negative. Um, I Jimmy, just, amazing. Bam, amazing for obvious reasons. Both two-way players had a really productive playoff run. Uh, plus one when they're both on the court. 
net rating in the postseason, played more minutes than any other duo. That's okay. Um, you know, plus one is not anything to write home about. Plus 4.2 in the regular season. Okay. That's just like how about, relatively speaking. How about how okay? About, okay. No, no. I'm not even going to get to it. I'm not, again, I'm not going to get to it until I need to get to it because this is a joke. Okay. This is an absolute joke. Okay. My number, my number seven duo is Giannis and Drew. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we we touched on them. You know, that's Giannis doing a lot of the heavy lifting there, certainly. I love Drew Holiday, but I agree. The offense is too inconsistent um, for them to be higher. Not to mention, again, they've now one and two, despite as the number one seed against Jimmy and Bam in the playoffs. Despite so, never so, having, and like, if you put Bam next to a Brooke Lopez, if you, I'm not going to get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But that my number seven is Giannis and Drew. Let's uh-huh. move on to number six. As I go down here, I want you to tell me which of these duos is just clear cut. And you can make an argument. I'm not like saying that that Bam and Jimmy have to be number seven. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a respectable place to put them. That's all. It's not. So, but okay. Okay. So right. number six is uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Hey, we're in, we are first our first uh, Yahtzee or bingo. I got that. <laughs> I got them as number six too. Um, so I, so I knew this would totally hijack the entire pod. <laughs> of course, yes. But explain to me why Jimmy and Bam are better than LeBron and Anthony Davis. First of all, I think Bam is still the best defender in the NBA. And I think it's absurd that you guys had your little click vote Marcus Who's you, Smart. Who is you guys? Defensive who, who player you guys? of the year two years ago. The people who voted Marcus Smart. Defensive player of the year two years ago. That's you so guys. So over 50 people who do not yes. communicate and vote independently. Okay, That's continue. a lie. Um, yes. uh, it's you, FanDuel, and uh, um, the Boston Media Mafia in colluding to get Marcus Smart Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I mean, first of all, LeBron and AD, like, as good as they are, needed multiple roster overhauls to get to where they were last year in the playoffs because they couldn't carry um, a mismatched roster. You are sitting here. You are chief. I don't believe in the Lakers. You thought their deadline was trash and you picked them to get swept in the first round. So I don't know why you're now all of a sudden being like, oh, LeBron and AD. So good. Like, I, you know, they've been so inconsistent together, frankly. AD, again, this whole, like, I don't want to play center thing. Like, I just don't think they've maximized each other's talent since that first year together. They're both in and out of the lineup. I have my doubts about both of them being healthy for an entire playoff run. And even though on paper the 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 duo is so tantalizing, like the results have not been there. Um, so I, I don't I don't know why they should be any higher. I don't know they've had less playoff success to me than most of the guys ahead of them. And on a pure talent standpoint, like LeBron's in year twenty one, he's still obviously incredible. But I just. Uh, if I'm starting a team to win this season, I like I would rather have all the duos I have ahead of them if I'm trying to win a title. Is where where it comes down to for me. Really? Um, yeah. I would say AD was the best defender. You just called Bam the best defender in the NBA. Debatable point. Bam's amazing. Love Bam. AD had the best defensive run in the playoffs. Would you care to quibble or? 
He was like lights out. I mean, as like, you his put it, protection as, was as, incredible. As you put it, they played the Memphis Hustle in round one. They like, did. Your exact they words, did. okay? They didn't <laughs> have an actual big man to throw at him. He was fantastic in the Warriors series. There's no question about it. But like, if Clay Thompson makes two more threes, like that's a, you know, he was fantastic in the playoffs. There's no question about it. Um, they also, you know, no, I no, yeah. I, I recall Bam going up against a 100% healthy Giannis Antetokounmpo for an entire playoff series. Oh my 100% God. healthy Chris Middleton for an entire play. Stop I mean, I'm just it. just stop saying, it. just stop it. I'm um, just saying. I just am. He's he he is. That's the thing. AD has the potential to be the most destructive defensive force in the NBA, but I don't think he's at that level consistently enough. Okay, I mean that's fair. Um, that's fair. I still think when he's healthy and when he's and to your point, he's not always aggressive. But neither is Bam offensively. Like if I'm stacking these two guys up next to each other as just basketball players. The ceiling for AD is higher than it is for Bam. That's just I I agree. And there was a few there was a few years we thought AD was maybe going to win multiple MVPs, but he just hasn't sure. been that guy. He has not been that guy, and he's uh, doing himself a disservice by this this power forward stuff. Like I get it, it's not easy, but it's part of the problem too. And then, like, you know, healthy LeBron. We're, all, we're assuming all these guys are healthy when we're making these lists, right? So For the most part, yes. So healthy LeBron versus healthy Jimmy is... I'm not saying it's obvious that LeBron's better, because actually, I I don't necessarily think that on yeah, some I, days I at think the stages was, of their career. I think Jimmy was a top five regular season player last year. I think his regular season's actually underrated because of how well he was, how well he played in the playoffs last year. But you look at... A lot of the advanced metrics had Jimmy as like a top three guy in the regular season last year when he played. When he played, that is true. And but um, I, I would, I'd still bet on his health more than LeBron. Uh, sure. I mean, given the fact that LeBron's about to turn forty, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a fair statement. Um, yeah, I just think, like, you know, I would say, despite how poorly LeBron played in the playoffs. Um, particularly with his outside shooting and AD's, you know, had the jumper in the bubble, then Lord knows what happened to his outside shot. I think these duos are actually really comparable in the fact that um, they need shooting mm-hmm. beside each other. Like that, that is, uh, and I'll, some of these other lists that I have here, they don't, you don't need a lot around to like specific tools around um, the two players that we're talking about yes, to construct yes. a key lineup. So, right. like, I just think, like, to be fair, um, you know, Jimmy's not re- Jimmy can hit threes and doesn't really choose to take a ton. And Bam is not a three point shooter at all. And that's not the be all end all of this conversation. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that matters a little bit. And the variability of the three point line was such a big factor in Miami's playoff run too. So, um. So yeah, that's just. Yeah. But but it's funny because we we both do have them at six. I mean, yes, we can quibble about who we have above and below them, but I do think that's instructive of the fact that like I think we both feel like they're leaving some. They've left some stuff on the table over the course of their partnership. I think is the ultimate takeaway from them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it me? Is it me for five? Y- yeah, sure. You want to give me your five? It's Kawhi and PG. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Kawhi's the best. Like, I don't, I, you know, Jokic is actually the best. You just, you keep letting Kawhi, like, it's, you just, you keep going back Dude, to him no matter how poorly he treats you. I don't, is what it is. I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I really don't care. Like, I watched the first two games of <laughs> Clipper Suns. Clipper Suns. Yeah. The first two games. He is, yeah. like, by far. It's not even like, oh my God, like, it's a real toe to toe battle here with him and KD, who's, KD, he's like top fifteen player uh-huh. of all yeah. time, and it's like no, actually Kawhi's better. Just look, Kawhi's just manhandling this entire team, like doing whatever he wants mm-hmm. for two straight games. Like he was the first game in particular, it was just like oh, a masterclass. Incredible, it was a masterclass. Incredible. And, and he didn't then, have PG. He didn't have then, PG. And then you need the SpongeBob a few moments later. It's him in a suit um, <laughs> watching the playoffs, like like it always is. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I love well, them. I love them, but I just can I get one full playoff run from them? Just one um, uh, before I put them in my top five. Um, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just like I would probably yeah. still have. I would have them like two. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for all the injuries, so right. like me dropping them to five is like it's my. Your, that's your got it. My give back. Yeah. Right. Um, are you ready for my number five? I am. I have Jalen Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. It's my fifth best duo in the NBA. So unlike you, baby, I'm not gonna you know throw a a, a, a temper tantrum here's, right here. Here's some, I'm not gonna say you're you. dead let wrong. Throw, let me throw something at you in all oh, seriousness. Sure. Yes. If the if the Heat and Celtics agreed to trade Jimmy and Bam for Jason and and Jalen. I think it like, bro. No, I would not want that. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying you'd want it. I'm saying if you gave Jimmy and Bam Tatum and Brown supporting cast, I, I think they they are winning a title easily. 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 If you put Bam next to Al Horford, if you gave Jimmy the three point shooting the Celtics had last year instead of what. Vincent and Struz, they do. If you they give were, Jimmy they, the threat, okay. See, this is like they were okay, but they were starting Kevin Love in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, dude, he this couldn't even crack the Cavs rotation. I'm just saying they. I think that they've done more with less talent over the last four years than Brown and Tatum, and I don't think you can argue with that. I really don't. Um, I am not gonna say that. Uh, well, first of all, I will say that. Uh, people like to have their cake and eat it too when they're analyzing the Celtics and they're saying <laughs> this and that about the flaws that Marcus Smart has. But oh wait, when they trade Marcus Smart, how are they gonna? They just lost like their their leader, like this guy who's just their whole their their toughness. But at the same time, mentally weak team. How do you fall down 0-3? Drop two home games in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Miami Heat. So I see. I hear a lot of um, people talking about. Out That's of both fair. sides of their mouth when okay. they talk about the Celtics. I didn't know that, like, you know, Derek White was going to the Hall of Fame all of a sudden. <laughs> He's a yeah. really good player. I mean, you did. You've always loved Derek White, so you've always been high on Derek. I, mean, I lo- no, I, I like all these players, but a lot of them are like they're role players. And I get it, but I think if he, I think White, Smart, Horford, um, who am I forgetting? White, Smart, Horford, Rob Williams. All these guys, I think, would be the third best player on the Heat and would have been in that playoff series. 
Um, which which Heat guy are you taking over them after Jimmy and Bam? Whatever happened to whatever alien being <laughs> went into Caleb, uh, Martin. Caleb Martin's body? Uh, give me that. Um, <laughs> no, no disrespect I, to him. He's awesome. Of I, course. I, I and yeah, really listen. Like but that's another thing was when people, this is the thing that's bothered me about the Heat uh, conversation. People are like, oh, Caleb Martin did XYZ. It's like, is he supposed to miss those shots? Like, I don't get it. It's like, the, the guy played great. Like, you have to do something about it. Like, this idea that everyone's going to play to their averages all the time is also, I think to me, like, a silly way to think about it. Like, the three-point shooting is a different conversation. But, you know, it's like those Caleb Martin games have they, – they aren't fake. Just because they're, like, atypical doesn't mean they're a fluke necessarily either. Um, I just – yeah, I just think Jimmy and Bam have done a lot of heavy lifting – with a roster that, uh, frankly, has not been great. Um, like, Gabe Vincent was obviously very good. Caleb Martin's obviously very good. All these guys were on the scrap heap of the NBA. Struess, Kevin Love. Kevin Love wasn't even in the Cavs rotation anymore. All these guys were on the fringe yeah, of but the they NBA. Play, they all played well. Like, that's just a narrative. What they actually did on the court was they played really good basketball. I agree, uh, but Well I think enough to lo- go to the NBA Finals. And I, but I think a lot of that has to do with Jimmy and Bam, frankly, and what how of easy course. they make. Those are the two so, best players. I, and I just think if you swap them, I think that we're looking at Jimmy and Bam way differently because I think that if they had, even if you gave Jimmy and Bam, Brooke and Middleton, that would be a huge upgrade over what else they have in their rotation. Um, so they don't get Spo anymore? I mean, you guys were telling me for years, Brad no, Stevens I'm just, I know, was like, I know. You know. Answer the question. <laughs> Brad Stevens is not even a coach anymore. So do, do, they, do they get Spo? Do they get to bring Spo and, you know, the versatile defensive genius and the zone? Is that Do they get to have that too? Or a <laughs> yes, coach who will let Spo, Bam yeah. play point guard? Yeah. Like all these things. Like do they do they get that? Or yes, they going get to that. Yes, yes. Maybe it should have been, you know, Jimmy and Spo as the duo, but – I just I think that they've done so much more with so much less than a lot of these teams. Okay, um, let's let's reframe. Pure talent. Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo. How are you ranking those four players? I I genuinely believe this is not takery. I would take Bam over Jalen Brown just okay. because of the defensive versatility. And like people are like Bam unaggressive offensively, blah blah blah. Twenty point per game score last year averaged compare what he averaged in the finals versus what jason tatum averaged in his first finals by the way just throw that out there um you do real real quick you do understand that the way that the denver nuggets defended bam Adebayo was please shoot the basketball and that was not the way that the golden state warriors a better defensive team i get it were handling jason tatum i get it but people were like they want bam to take those shots he did and he and he hit them a lot and it was and they were successful when he was shooting so um the question here comes down to Jimmy versus Tatum, and I I see I see the argument. For, I I just don't know how you separate them. I really don't. I really don't. Uh huh. I mean, after this year, <laughs> I, I do. Like, but okay, I, I think one's better than the other. But I don't I I don't think it's again. I don't think this is like uh super obvious this is that's not, why that's why i separated this them isn't by one Jokic spot. versus some yes, you know I agree. This that's is, why this, <laughs> this is why i separated them by one spot and listen if brown and tatum got it done i would have put them over bam and jimmy no question i put them over la- the two years ago when we did this but 
Dude, Bam and Jimmy, people can talk about the Giannis injury, blah, blah, blah. Jimmy snatched the soul out of that Bucks team. Them making it to the finals as an eight seed. They've made the finals as a fifth seed at an eight seed. They not, they're two and one against the Bucks now, two and one against the Celtics now. The the proof's in the results. That's what it is to me. Most playoff wins since 2019. Think about all the guys that teamed up in 2019. LeBron and AD, Kawhi and PG. Um, uh-huh. you know, eventually we get Harden and Embiid. All these playoff duos. Jimmy and Bam, more finals appearances, more playoff wins. And it's never been an easy road for them. Listen, we we did this pod last year before that Celtics Heat series. We we both did not really think the Heat had a chance. Them pushing it to seven was unexpected, frankly. And it still came down to that Butler shot. Like, I just think they've they have overachieved, and therefore I have them over Jalen and Jason. Number one seed, home, game seven. I get it. Don't, but don't even- lead for a second. And they're underachieving or overachieving. Okay. No, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Okay. Celtics, so, oh, greatest team ever in the second half. Once everyone got, once Rob Williams, blah, blah, blah. It's, come on, man. Um, well, I thought they had, they had this, uh, this like flawless supporting cast, which is it? I don't understand. I'm confused. They do. They That's why okay. they were so good last year. <laughs> and they made the finals. Um, so, even though, even though they only made it because Middleton got hurt. But anyway. Right, sure. <laughs> Who's your? Did you give your number four? Am I at four? My my four is Tatum and Jalen. Okay. Uh, highest paid player in the NBA. Can we talk about wants to make wants to make Boston the Black Wall Street? Can we talk about the contract for a second? I don't really want to, but um, well, I'll say on your behalf. Like, what what did people think was going to happen? Like what was the what what is the freaking alternative? Like okay, Jalen Brown, take, we're gonna please trade take you, less money, yeah, right? That, like that. It just get like everyone get a grip. You know how the NBA works. People are like, you're gonna give Jalen Brown the highest contract in NBA history until the next guy signs, like two months from now. Like just just stop. Like the here's where here's what I'll say. The idea of breaking them up when they are also like one game seven away from having. The most playoff wins or most finals appearances last few years, like, just give me a break. Yes, the team is very good. They lost to the freaking Warriors in the finals. Like, what, what, like, the, I, as much as I think Bam and Jimmy genuinely deserve to be ahead of them on this list, the discourse around Brown and Tatum, absurd. And I say that as someone who has no respect for the Boston media mafia. No, we Um, don't. But the way people talk about them is just, it's, it's silly. It's actually silly. Well, that was big of you coming from someone who has spent months texting me that Jalen Brown was out of here and he had played his last game oh, he, with the Celtics I mean, when the season he's, ended. He's so. not finishing this contract in Boston. I, That's the, a different question. It's just the real question. question is if him and Tatum go to the Lakers together or if they stagger it a bit. <laughs> That's the... Just ridiculous. <laughs> so is, ridiculous. Isn't Jalen Brown in the big three? Does he even still play in the NBA? He's the best player in the history of yeah, the big three. The big you better three, recognize. Yeah. Um, um, so before we move on, real, so you're saying that you think Jimmy's better than Tatum. Is that what you think right now at this point in time? The guy who finished fourth in the MVP vote is not as good as Jimmy Butler? Just wondering. I'm just yes. trying to get you on the record. Yes, I'm going to own okay. it. Give me, okay. give me Butler over Tatum. Okay. When Jimmy Butler hit the, hit the timeout on Al Horford, I know you were just – Dead on the inside. I know that that your life was flashing before. No, your I was eyes dead and... on the inside when Tatum 
sprained his ankle and was the only reason the Miami Heat won that basketball game. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's, that was win, why. That, win, that's win, why. Win one of your first two home games, then. Just win one of those. Just win one of those. How about that's that? That's cool. No, that's fine. Uh-huh. I, hey, I. When the Celtics won Game Six on one of the luckiest shots in NBA history. Uh, like they should be thankful that there is even a game seven for Tatum to sprain his ankle in. How many hours of sleep have you lost thinking about when Jokic foul like was sitting on the bench in foul trouble and like the fully formed Miami Heat at home, biggest quarter of the season, just couldn't get it done and were just cooked by Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown and Contavious Caldwell Pope. How I just I'm just wondering how many hours of sleep you've lost this summer thinking about that situation. Zero, because the Nuggets were my finals pick. And I did a story on every one of those players that you mentioned in the last year. Okay, fine. That's fair. Thrilled. Yeah. Thrilled for my personal agenda. So Um, your number four is Jimmy and and Bam. Bam. Mm -hmm. Okay. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, my number... You want to give your number three or you want me to go? I'll do it. I think I'm going to switch my number three and two now that I think about it. So give me your number three. Oh, geez. My number three is uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Same. My new number three is Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. (laughs) Uh, Flipping it to any other way would have been too spicy for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, haven't really played a lot together... Mm -hmm. 
Their net rating in the playoffs, do you want to guess what it was in 416 minutes together? I have no clue. What was it? Uh, minus 0. Wow. 0.2. Yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate that they ran into the Nuggets. Also, I keep seeing this, and I've seen you be one of these people peddle this take. Yeah. Uh, the, the Wolves are the, the team that challenged the Nuggets to most. It's true. It's Do the Suns get no credit fact. for winning two games? It's fact. I don't care. Do the it's Suns fact. get no 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 credit for winning the most watch, games you got, against Denver? You gotta watch you gotta watch the games though. Watch the games, which okay, team but, okay, competed but more. I, and I, I totally and, wait, get it. But, wait, wait, but, let me just say let me just say this. Jaden McDaniels did not play in that series. Yes, yes. Nasri yes, did not fair. play in that series. Jaden McDaniels, they had no one they had Nikhil Alexander Walker guarding Jamal Murray, no, getting fair, destroyed fair, in crunch time. Fair. And all those games were very competitive. Close. Or most yes, of them yes. in the fourth quarter. One of them going into overtime. So the Minnesota Timberwolves were. Yes, yes. But I'm just. I'm not saying that's a wrong take. I'm just saying people really gloss over the fact that the Suns took two games off of them, and also Devin Booker was oh, he insane. Cooked. That was he was one on another of the planet. Most unbelievable playoff series I've seen from someone. Now let me tell you the worst take out of the playoffs of all time. Or from last year's playoffs, uh-huh. is that the Los Angeles Lakers were competitive in a four-game sweep. That's the worst take oh, that boy. everyone has. So I just want to put that on record before we move on. I, there was um, a no point in those four games where I was like, the Lakers got this one. <laughs> no, absolutely yeah. not. Um, so yeah, I have KD, Book, you know, not overthinking it. Booker mm-hmm. is the best two-guard in the NBA. Who do you um, have right now in Booker versus Tatum? Booker versus Tatum, I personally like, I like Tatum. Mm -hmm. I think he brings more to the game in terms of rebounding and defense than Devin Booker does. Does Jason Tatum have a son? They never mentioned this on the broadcast. Do you know if he, if he has a kid? The amount that you text and talk to me about young Deuce is honestly, uh, it does, it pales in comparison to the amount that he's mentioned on, on national cute TV child. Podcast. He's a cute it's child. Like the, what do you want me to say? First NBA player to ever have a child. Apparently. Um, all right. I he's think just a great top, father. I think our top two are going to be the same here. Um, I hope so. Number two, I have Stefan Draymond. Yes. Okay. Thank God. Um, who do you think you were talking to? I know it could have been, you could have been like Kawhi and, Norm Powell, because they, um, <laughs> Stephen Draymond, man, I, I'm so glad Draymond resigned. I love that Mike Dunleavy took over and was like, enough of this two timeline stuff. I'm trading for Chris Paul. I'm resigning Draymond. Like, let's go get it. Um, I think that they they sound they're saying all the things this year that make me feel like they're gonna have a big season, and I think that we're. If they stay healthy, I think we're going to get some, like, equilibrium back in the Western Conference, which was kind of wonky last year. Like, the Clippers, Warriors, and Lakers all had just a lot of upheaval, injuries, etc. Like, I think we're going to we're gonna be in for a great top half of the West race this year. And I'm, I might be ready to bet Warriors for a championship. Championship? Wow. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Really, I really want to see the Warriors and Nuggets playoff series with both teams at full strength. Uh, I, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I have these two here because it's really, you know, it's really interesting before we, I I just, first of all, it should be obvious that the, like, we shouldn't even need to explain why these two are where they are on this list. Mm -hmm. But I will say if you were to go, 
I'm doing this off the top of my head right now as I just look mm-hmm. at my list. But if I were to take all 20 players that we have, where would Draymond be individually <laughs> yeah. on this he, list, do you think? In in the bottom five, right? Like, I think he's better than Sabonis. <laughs> oh, I don't even have Sabonis. So right. I, it would, for, for me, it's like Drew, yeah. uh, Harden. <laughs> uh, um, I guess... I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is better. Honestly, it's just it's just the alchemy of the two of them together is oh, you can't incredible. argue with it. Incredible, and I, I'm the point I like have been trying to make with some people over the years is at the end of the day, the offense is more important. But what Steph does for their offense is what Draymond does for their defense. Mm-hmm. Is he makes it he makes it go, and it's. I still think he's probably I still think the last guy who's had success guarding Jokic in a playoff series. Well, if you, you know, success is to be defined in one's own way, but uh yes, I don't think anyone's ever had success guarding Jokic in a playoff series, but he did a really good job, I will say for sure. Um you think Jokic averaged like a th- like thirty twelve and nine or something crazy in that series, but um, with Monte Morris as his second best teammate, but um, <laughs> yes, but yeah, like uh, no, I mean Draymond is a transcendent player on that end, total short circuiter of offensive game plans, and um, I mean the reason, like that, that all goes without saying, the reason that I have them here is just like. Their pick and roll is yeah is it that's it no there's no there's no guarding it like watching the I guess like watching them watching the Lakers try to deal with it was really fascinating and mm-hmm. I thought the you know the Lakers did like a really good job for throughout stretches of that series I don't think that they ever like were super confident in how they were guarding it and I think like. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they they had to flip things around. They use Gary Payton the second as the screener, and they have to mm-hmm. you know make their adjustments. But like that series was really competitive in a lot of ways, and it was like one Lonnie Walker fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's like the difference. So like, yeah, I don't think they solved anything. I think they're still super dangerous. The Warriors are, and if you look at their bench, real like not we don't have to make this a Warriors pod, but like no, I, was, I wanted to ask you about it. I was like looking over um, just, you know, rosters and stuff to get reacquainted with the NBA. And oh my, I forgot they have Dario Saric. I was like, yeah. oh my God, this, this is like, uh, they can play, t- have a 10 man rotation with an all bench mob that's like really uh, like Chris Paul, dynamic. Gary Payton, Saric. Saric. And then you have Moody and Kuminga. Yeah. Um, right. So just like not a lot of shooting there, not a lot of size, but like really, that's a really interesting group that Chris, I think can play and do like, a lot of damage. Being able to just run Chris Paul pick and rolls as a bench thing for them this year is going to be huge. I know this is whole Chris Paul apparently still is not really bought into, or I shouldn't say bought into, but he's coming off the bench. He's coming off the bench. He's coming off the bench. He has to. Like, yeah. Just look at the the quintet of Looney, Wiggins, Green, Clay, Steph. Like, yeah, sorry, that that's the starting five. Like, best what are we doing? starting five last year too. They just didn't play together a ton. Um, yeah, that I'm very fascinated to see 
Paul with them and see how many games he closes and how they're closing lineups, etc. But man, I'm so glad we have Stefan Draymond for at least another three years. It seems like, um, do you, are the, well, let's talk about our number one duo, which is obviously Jokic and Murray. Um, Derek White and Rob Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the best Damn. trade package for Damian Lillard. Um, uh, are the Nuggets still the title favorites for you? Hmm, it's a great question. I would I would slot them in as the favorite, but I would say that they are eminently beatable. Last year, I didn't feel that they were beatable. Like, I just thought that they were clearly the best. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, when they're healthy, they're the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Bruce Brown, really important player. And I, I know time. on both the, ends of the floor. Yeah, a lot of talk about, you know, how they'll slide Christian maybe Brown, either Brown, yeah. Christian Christian Brown or uh you know, they re-signed Reggie Jackson to this. That deal. was crazy. Like, that was nuts. Um and they have a lot of other young Peyton guys. Watson in the is, pipeline. is a guy people think can be pretty good, but he's but like, not he's not a f- Jeff Green replacement. Jeff Green was also hit a huge shots for them in that playoffs run playoff run. He, he was big, he was really versatile. I just think like at the end of the day fundamentally why we have this duo as number one is because it almost doesn't matter what is around them when they're both on the court they are a wrecking ball and they Mm -hmm. can beat you in so many different ways like randomly it's impossible to defend them Mm -hmm. they know each other better than any two teammates in the nba besides steph and draymond they work better, arguably better offensively than those two. And like, you don't even need great spacing. You don't need, like, there's so much stuff you don't need yeah, because of yeah. how brilliant Jokic is and all the ways he can kill you. And then, like, Murray's shot creation in the playoffs was just like, His, he won them game three of the finals. He won them game three of the finals. Um, I've been. Every NBA player I've spoken to this summer, I'm working on a couple stories for our preview issue. At the end of every interview, I've said, can I ask you a question? I'm sure. How would you stop Jokic? What's the way to stop Jokic? No one's had an answer. No NBA player I've talked to has had an answer. I'm like, still figuring it out. Got to find a way. Otherwise, he's just that good. Like, you know, like some guys are just that good. Some teams are just that good. He, they, I don't know how you're going to do it. Like, it's going to have to be degradation of the supporting cast and that's where they are i mean who's their backup center is it gonna be zeke naji this aaron, is, their, is it, i mean in the playoffs it's aaron gordon yeah right? so this is the next five on their depth chart right now it's reggie jackson christian braun brown justin holiday peyton watson zeke naji i don't know man <laughs> well what i will say about them and but is, but the reason that they are still you could argue title favorites is because of how good Jokic and Murray are absolutely and I don't think they're chomping at the bit to break up the core pieces that help them win a title but you know people you know it's 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 September right like at the trade deadline we'll see what happens if they need saying, to make you're saying MPJ's out of there <laughs> I'm not saying that but I'm saying you know you're it's saying, just like you don't, you're saying you don't know MPG get ready to learn Chinese buddy that's what you're <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, you don't. You just don't know this far out. But uh, 
yeah, the way that these two and in particular Jokic elevates everyone around him. Like they're just mm-hmm. they're super special and um it is like I, I just think like the gap the gap is not they're gonna go sixteen and four on the playoffs again because mm-hmm. the Suns are re- the Suns are like really good. Like what do you make of the Suns? I think they're really good. I think you have these two absolute transcendent offensive talents just get buckets against any coverage you want and then you add Brad Beal to that equation and I that should be one of the best offenses in the history of the NBA I know there's no point guard but like you've got veteran savvy you've got guys who should be looking to sacrifice you have Aiton who will see what happens there Eric Gordon is the fifth guy in closing playoff lineups like really love that I generally like um I generally like their the supporting. Like, isn't Bull Bull in Phoenix? I, I gotta, he is, yeah. Just like just wild talent upgrade versus what was there last year when they lost in six to the Nuggets. So I, I just think that they've improved dramatically. Um, you have a season of failure together, which will tighten. Well, you have you have a couple weeks of failure together. I don't know that you have a sure, but a season. You have a few games, right? But it was better than one of the reasons why I thought everyone who picked the Suns was like, "What do you?" What are you guys talking about? Was because it's like you don't just come into the playoffs and win four playoff series. Like that doesn't. That's not how it works. So, um, I think their failure will will spur them. We'll see what Frank Vogel can do to the defense. Can he get through to eight? And that'll be really fascinating subplot. I like them a lot. Um, can I give you a, my hot take? Please. I I'm not talking about winning the title, so don't get me wrong, but team that can finish top four in the regular season and then we'll see what happens minnesota timberwolves okay i thought you were about to say the suns and i was like this is the worst hot take ever no the suns might- you're high on the wolves why I, I think the timberwolves are like they could be so so good like so good i like I, you have the ant leap right the ant, number- the ant who just got um knocked out of uh, FIBA by Dennis Schroeder and Daniel. That's because uh, that's because Austin Reeves can't guard anybody. That's because Austin Reeves can't guard anybody. Um, no, Ant is going to be. I mean, he'll contend for the all an all NBA team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that good. You have. Uh, they I'd just mention- have. They just have the most unserious front court, maybe ever. No, <laughs> unlikable. Fine, sure. Unserious, yes. I so. Can we? Can we? Maybe we can use this to jump into the honorable mentions conversation to wrap <laughs> oh, things up. Okay. Okay. So I had I actually had Ant and Cat as my number ten for a while, and I swapped them out kind of at the last second because, like, we, when you talk about complementary people, like stars and talents, like that pick and roll right there just has so much. It's like oozes potential, and we didn't really get to see it last season. But did you not feel like they kind of made more sense last year when Cat wasn't in the lineup? No, I don't. No, I don't think that. At I all. feel like that was when Edwards started playing better. By necessity, perhaps, but mm. what's better for Edwards is not necessarily better for the the basketball team, as we just saw with Team USA <laughs> when he's taken playing home run derby in his yeah. basketball. Um, no, I think that they're like I love their supporting cast. Um, love so many of those pieces. Love their depth. I just think that they were hurt last year. I thought D'Angelo Russell was just a terrible piece there. Um, 
you have a, like a really good starting five. If you look at the lineup data, um, with the foursome of Ant, Cat, uh, Gobert, and Jaden McDaniels, when those four played, like their defensive rating mm-hmm. was amazing last season, and they actually played more minutes than I think you'd suspect. And I love Chris Finch. I think he's one of the best coaches, period, in the league. And they were really just marred by injuries and dysfunction last year in a lot of ways that were hard to overcome. I don't necessarily think that it was more impressive for them to win a playoff game than the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA title, as Kat has said on a podcast <laughs> for him. But, very serious thing to say from a but very I do, serious person. I do, I do think that just like – a lot of people thought last year was the year that they would be like, oh, they're going to be amazing on the def- on the uh, in the regular season. I feel like that's this year. I think they're going to be a really good regular season team. And so that's I'll, my... I'll give you credit for this because two years ago, you were kind of like, I think the Wolves can be really good. And you were early on the McDaniels hype. Um, which He's going to be amazing. Out. Yeah. So I'll get, I just... I just look at them as like, I don't think they're going to be better than the Suns. I don't think they're going to be better than the Clippers. I don't think they'll be better than the Warriors. I don't think they're going to be better than the Nuggets. And I don't think they'll be better than the Lakers. Maybe. Lakers, no. Stop. You I, you are just Pause so, the program. Blind, so blinded by <laughs> disgust and hatred for the Lakers um, that, I mean, you, you, you have LeBron and AD as one of your top 10 duos, and yet... I say I say that to throw everybody off the scent. That's what I do. That's my strategy. Um, Um, Can I just run through my honorable mentions? Yes, please, please, please. Okay, so I had uh, Ant and Cat. This Mm -hmm. is in no particular order. Uh Darren Fox and Sabonis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. Honorable mentions. These are honorable mentions, dog. Like, what do you want from me? But now you're that's you're just listing duos. If you throw them in there, (laughs) I have I have nine. I have nine. I have nine. Get get out of here, man! You're just picking a duo from every team. Dude, they're they're two multiple time all stars. Like, what do you want from me? Okay, whatever. That one's uh, you'll love. You'll you'll love the next two then. Um, Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. Unserious. Franz Wagner and Paolo Boncaro. That one's a good one. That one's a good one. Okay. That that's a good one. They can hoop. Okay. They can hoop. I would okay. take Franz and Paolo next year over Trey and DeJounte. I mean, that's fair. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. Paolo is a mate like yeah. truly I mean they were they're both just yeah, yeah, they're great. Um so I have Donovan Mitchell and Evan Mobley was my okay. that was my tandem. Uh Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. <laughs> Come on, Jalen Brunson and <laughs> blank. Okay, so I'm saving my best Jaylen for last. Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. I'm saving my best for last. The uh-huh. one that the people who are still listening are probably screaming at us to to say. Um, the next one, second to last, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Okay, I was going to ask specifically, what did you think about the Pelicans for this exercise? Because last year when I did this with Andrew Sharp, he put them number one, which was actually very inspired, and I respected. Um, over under 50 games 50 more games for Zion Williamson in a Pelicans uniform like what do you mean this season and for the rest of his career will Zion Williamson play over under 50 games for the New Orleans Pelicans over okay you know you're not you're unfazed by the Zion trade hype this summer I think people forget how good he is mm-hmm if I was a GM and I traded Zion, I mean they were I would, they were they were in the one seed last year when they were healthy, when he was healthy, the whole team. He's entirely unstoppable. Like, yeah. just stop. Agreed. Like, yeah, he's yeah. 
Um, I just can't get a read on the dynamics there. I really cannot. He's who everyone thinks Giannis is. No, I'm absolutely kidding. Please, <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, don't break that one out. Um, okay, so this is the last honorable mention I have, and this is the one where I think, like, I honestly think there were there were no disrespect to the listeners, but um, I think that there were listeners who, when we were like, oh, you know, exhaling about who we had number one, that uh-huh. this is the duo that a lot of people thought we were going to say. Um, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even consider them for a second. For what? I mean, I, uh, There's a lot of crazies out there, my friend. I looked this up. I, I have it here. But their net rating together was, like, so unspectacular. And listen, that, that roster needed They work. missed the play-in. They right. missed the play-in. And, like, what did they do this summer to upgrade? I mean, I do I do love Grant Williams. Grant Williams, baby. Hell yeah. I I think that's actually like an inspired move, but um, they had a 4.5 net rating with Luca and Kyrie together, which is solid, but it's not like... That's actually un- better than un- Bam and Jimmy. Unbeatable duo, but... It's be- better than Bam and Jimmy. Just got thrown out there. It's not a um, deal. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I Don't just, get upset. I'm not. I mean, listen, okay. the one team missed the play and the other one made the final, so I'm not, I'm not sweating it. Yeah, that I... Uh, the fact that they've hitched Luca to Kyrie is like if it's I tough. pitched if I pitched that to Cuban in the Shark Tank, he'd be like, "I'm like, um, I'm like Mark for forty million dollars a year. I'm asking you to pair this point guard who was suspended for an anti-Semitic controversy and has blown up uh, every team he's ever played for. Um, can I get you to sign off on that? Like he's out immediately." You know what I mean? You know, maybe Mr. Wonderful offers me some kind of debt loan situation on that offer, but Cuban's out. Cuban's out if I pitch that to him in the tank. Uh, it's it's tough. Um, it's tough, and at the same time, I'm not saying I'm talking myself into this duo because I'm definitely not. I'll never talk myself into this duo. I am talking myself into lean cut Luca, like just – just destroying the NBA this season. I'll talk myself into that. Um, and it felt honestly like he's so good that I wanted to put him on the list. It was right. like with Giannis Last year, and Embiid. I think, I think two years ago we maybe did that. He's like, just he's so, so good. good. Yes. He's so good. But where do you like, have, where do the Watch Slovenia. Finishing? Like what? The yeah. fact that Slovenia is like hanging with well, Canada and then when they lose, no- people are like, Shay's better. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. He's no, sure. he's, He's no Goran Dragic when it comes to international hoops, but uh, where do you? No, I saw, the- I saw that actually Goran Dragic might be a, a point guard option for the Miami Heat this season. Did you see that report? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was no, he, an, an actual thing that was published gonna the, in the newspaper. He's going to be the, the new Udonis in the newspaper. Okay, <laughs> it was in the newspaper. It was um, in the local Miami newspapers. Where do you have the Mavs finishing in the West? Uh, it's a good question. Um. Haven't thought about it. I, you know, right. I, I would think that they make the plan at least. I would think. I would hope. Um, I'm pro Rockets right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I'm think the, intrigued by the Rockets, bro. Let's go. Like I I'm so. Wish they did get Brook Lopez too. I'm so like, Dylan Brooks pilled. Like if if Brook Lopez was on the team, I would I would like seriously yeah, yeah. have Dylan like 14, Brooks and yeah home court in the first like, round. I'm 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 just. I just I love Shingun like more than he's one of my favorite players in the whole league. Oh my like, god! So this is why I have to sound like I'm a Shingun hater because the hype is out of control. But he is very good. 
I, I defensively, it's going to be interesting now that there's a, a little bit of expectation on them to win. Um, no, there, there, hey, let, let me stop you right there. There is no expectation on them to win. Let me put it win. this way. Teams are going to take them a little bit more seriously now that they have Van Vliet and Brooks. Um, okay. And I'm interested to see how guys like Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and Shingun respond to that. But they're starting five on paper. Those five guys, kind of sick. <laughs> kind of fun. Awesome. Yeah. If Jabari <laughs> makes a leap, right. like Ooh, a summer league style leap, yeah. woo, could be fun. Yeah. Trade Jalen Green. See what you can get. <laughs> I okay. Well, I'm not getting back into all that. I'm not. I don't okay. want you to get in trouble. I don't want you to issue any public apologies here. Um, you know, let Jalen Green cook. Um, <laughs> on that note, Mike, um, I appreciate you joining. Even though once again your list list left a lot to be desired. Um, I am the father of this exercise. I cannot be wrong. <laughs> And it's like, uh, we just, you're the Oppenheimer meme now. Um, uh, Mike, everyone can continue to read your work over at The Ringer. You're doing a great job. I'm excited to read your uh, breakdown of this USA-Germany game over there. You know, I'm very excited about it for sure. Hell yeah. Um, Looking forward to hopefully doing this podcast again when we get Heat Celtics 4 in the playoffs this year, buddy. What's happening with Dame? What's the prediction? <laughs> um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen just because... What's, uh, what's the package? I need to see Shelby's reaction. Well, they obviously can't trade Jovic now, so it's going to have to be Hero, Lowry, uh, two first-round picks. Sorry, Cronin. That's just <laughs> that's the way the Chuckly crumbles sometime, you know? What's your take on the new... <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo album. <laughs> I have not listened to a new album in uh, two years, three years. Are we still recording? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.